everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, camera looks a little tilted, doesn't it? Uh, why is that? I don't know. I'm going to have to fix that afterward, I think. Why don't we fix it first so it doesn't come in, you know, <laughs> you don't have the whole thing cockeyed. I think, I think we're okay. We're okay? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Let's go do it. We're live. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Yes, it's been a couple of weeks because uh, holidays and then Justin and uh, Morgan kind of got caught over the uh, New Year's holiday again. Yes. And I was out here in California basking in the sun, feeling pretty good. It's pretty chilly. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's not as cold as there, but it's not far off. I didn't, uh, I didn't, well, actually, I think it was as warm there as it was here. It was 60 degrees, I think, back in Minnesota. You were shaking today. You wouldn't, I don't think you would have survived back home. No, no. You would have frozen up like Jack Frost. I was very happy where I was this last uh, couple of weeks being right here. I went to work at the airport. It was nice and warm. Okay. Got stuff done. Yeah. It's all good. Anything else? Uh, looking forward to being back in the saddle. We are now on show 102, 100, 101, 102. Yeah. And I'm right where I belong. I'm going to try to live to 102. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was actually reading today, Chuck Norris, who is in his 80s, his mother is 103. And I showed a picture of her. I mean, I went, wow, this woman looks, I mean, 103 and this woman looks like she's like 80. See, that's my goal right there. I mean, but look at the life he lives. I mean, the lifestyle, the foods he puts in his body, the, you know, he's got it down to a science. Yeah. And uh, you got to find job. what works for you. Uh, there's stuff out there. There's stuff that really does start breaking down the plaque in your, in your bloodstream. And in fact, I'm starting to do some of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Uh, Ready to go? Let's. Put put that ball on Might the tee. Little... Put the ball on the first on the on the first tee, and let's go. Tee off. All right. Well, wait. Don't you want to know about today's theme? Yes, because you went and you made ten different themes for like I did. ten shows. So I you, did. You've been theming. We're gonna dive into people that are writing in to help others. They're not writing in necessarily um, for themselves, but in the hopes to help someone in their life. They're passing information. Yes. Let's go for They're it. They're looking out for people. Okay. Here we go. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Number <laughs> number one. Just making sure you might be a little rusty. Number one. First T. Let's go. Title. How do I get my father to get therapy? Hi there, y'all. English is not my first language, so sorry for any mistakes. The ending of 2023 came with a horrible death for us as my uncle passed in an accident. My father, his brother, was the one who found him and spent my uncle's last moments with him. I don't want to get into the specifics. Let's just say it must have been very traumatic and it comes with a lot of guilt for my father. I can't think of any good way of recovering from this without therapy. I'm searching for a therapist that could suit him. I'm a psychology student myself, and that already is hard, mainly because we live in a big village next to a city. I know he won't want to go to the city for anything. Parking is hard and he'd lose a whole day just going. And he will worry that people saw him going to therapy in our village. Maybe online, but he's not a video call person either. And the real issue is bringing it up. He is a manly man. The, in our times, there was no therapy and nobody had depression kind of guy. He doesn't really want to talk about his problems in general either. How would you do this? I've thought about just buying a session and being like, here it is, it's already paid, you can call or not, and I won't know. 
I think anybody in your shoes would need this and it can't hurt to try. But maybe that's a lot of pressure. I don't know. Thank you in advance. Wow. So I had a couple of very initial thoughts. First of all, now that you're, I mean, you are a psychology student, so I think you have an idea knowing how things, you know, work. And because it, that he has the experience of losing his brother in the, in the post-traumatic that's from whatever that experience is, there are other things that are part, that are probably part of this whole thing that stem back deeper than just this circumstance. So can you imagine going to a, a, a psychiatrist for, for one simple session, they can't even get their feet wet yet. And so you really have to somehow get it to be his desire to really see that he should, this will help him. And I think when you are able to get him to the part where he realizes it's not going to hurt him, that it will help and that it will help his life going forward and the, make him a part of wanting to do this, you will succeed. That Now, I understand the man's man. I have a, a son that, you know, I would love to see him go for some counseling just in life. And he says, men don't do this. And I thought to myself, men do this. I yeah. did it. Yeah. I mean, it is, there's nothing wrong with it there. And people every day hear that we've gone for help. There, there is no more stigma the way it was a stigma back when I was in, you know, elementary school, you know, 60 years ago. Right. You know, we are in the year 2024. It, it's an everyday thing for people to get assistance. The most important thing is, is that he feels comfortable enough that he can go get there and not be afraid to go through explaining the, the background of his relationship with his brother, background with his family, and bring it forward that he can really heal from what's going on in there. The more he puts it away and, pu and pours it down, the tighter the rubber band is if you're taking a, an elastic uh, rubber band and pulling it and pulling it and pulling it, it keeps going till it breaks. Yeah. And if you go for, for help, it discharges that, that, that constant pressure on that rubber band that it'll never break. It will just keep rolling like, like a pulley. Yeah. yeah. And that's really what he wants. He wants to go like a lubricated machine rather than being under stress, what this is doing. And because of your training, maybe he will, um, you know, acquiesce and say, you know, I'll give it a shot. And, you know, yeah. and if you want to buy him three or four or five, I mean, all you do is got to get the motor going. He goes for one session, he may, or two sessions, he'll, he'll feel more comfortable. Oh yeah. Once you do one, you know, the motor's going. What's another? Get, get the motor going. Right. And. But that's the, that's the hard part is really it's it's climbing the mountain to get him to go to the first one. yeah and i and i get that but you know the and it in a lot of it's the relationship that kids have with the with with their parents look there's some things that we just you know well depends if we know that they have a certain expertise and and sometimes just to we'll do it without question because it's for our kids so you know it's it's back to a conversation with him that you know, he doesn't have to be afraid of or being humiliated that if someone sees him walking into a doctor's office, sorry, no one gives a shit. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get people to realize that the the stigma around therapy these days, it it, it does make you more of a manly man to go get therapy. The, I think it's the icing on the cake as far as being a man's man because it's that is showing that you care about your mental health and you're taking, you're making moves to, to make that better. And that can only make you more desirable, not only to a partner, but to friends and to family members and all that. Everyone's going to support you. And, and most importantly, you're going to see it. You're going to be happier on your own. He will be happier. He will have a better life. And that's the selling point is that it will be such a beneficial win for him. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks anyways. Man, being a better man's man, great. But the bottom line, you're going to be a better, he will be a better person. He'll be more uh, relieved. He'll be more relaxed. He he won't have to live in this uh, torturous place that he's in right now of anything. I mean, it, it, it plus he's got grieving. You're, look, if this is of recent in the last year, 
It, he's well, so, it's at the end of 2023. He's man, this guy's in the heart of, of beginning to grieve. Yeah. You know, a lot of this grief is, is a normal, um, protocol that everybody goes through when they lose a sibling or a parent or a, or a, a child. Well, especially when they die in your arms. You Worse. Know. My father had someone, my dad was in war. He was in World War II. And a soldier, an enemy soldier got, got shot. My dad's uh, Yiddish and German are very close. And my dad held this guy as he was sobbing in pain, dying. My father held him in his heart and sang, sang him a, a, a Yiddish or a German lullaby as the man passed. My father never got over that. Yeah. He always had PS, you know, PTSD, PTSD yeah. regarding that whole event till the day he died. Yeah. And he, and every time he told that story, he would cry. It was such a, and this is an enemy soldier that he held in his arm to, to try to take care of as he was passing. Right. Let alone in this case, a family member. I mean, I can't even begin to understand how you'd start to work through that. I do agree with our writer that therapy is definitely and the best option. Absolutely. Only option. <laughs> and so honestly, I hope there's a lot of you listening or watching that could let us know how you were able to get someone to therapy. If you've yeah. been in this position before, um, because we just, I don't think you or I have experienced it. Sure. We've dealt with people that are resistant to therapy and mm -hmm. that'll never go, but I don't think either of us have successfully, I don't want to call it convinced, but encouraged and were able to get someone to start therapy for themselves. Right. Well, I, I have failed. I would love my son to go get some uh, therapy. Just to, So maybe it's good tips for us as well. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess that is a good part of this show is we can learn as, from you guys as much as you can learn from us. Absolutely. We can probably learn a lot more from these guys than we can, than they can learn from us. What do we know? That's, that's the thing about life. All you got to do is open your ears and your heart and you'll yeah. learn. It's when we close it that we have a problem. And then hopefully, uh, hopefully some of you can come up with something good for our writer here and hopefully he can get the help he needs. I mean, I don't know how, how bad it's got to get for someone that will finally acquiesce to on their own, find that inspiration within to go. Mm -hmm. ah, it's just, I'm curious. I'm curious how it plays out. Let us know. Always, always update us. Yes. Number Two. 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 We're now going to the second T. Hello, Morgan, Justin, and Jerry. This story is about a friend of mine who is really struggling at the moment and needs help. I'm 22 male, the only person she, 32 female, can talk to, but this is something I don't even know the answer to give her, if there even is a good reason. She has been in a relationship with her current boyfriend for 10 years at this point, but for the past couple months, she has been noticing that he doesn't find her physically attractive and isn't in love with her anymore. Because of this, she wants to break up with him. Unfortunately, there are a lot of things in her life that are stopping her from making this decision immediately. Number one, she is extremely close to his family and she doesn't want to upset any of them as she knows they would never forgive her. Number two, she is not doing well financially and is not able to afford an apartment where she's from. Number three, her only close friends are myself and a mutual friend. Both of us live in different states from her, and if she were able to see me, I still live at home and unfortunately not financially stable currently, if that's the right term, and she can't go to the other friend for personal reasons I will not get into. So if she was able to find a place, she'd be all alone, which is something she is scared of happening. And four. Her mom and stepdad live in California, so that would be her only option if she were to move. But her stepdad treats her horribly, and she doesn't want to live with that. So right now, she is stuck where she is and pretending she loves this guy who doesn't love her back. She's made multiple conflicting comments regarding having children with him. One day, she says she'll want to have a kid with her boyfriend, and then weeks later will tell me how she might die if she has kids. I try to give her advice every day because I'm concerned about her mental health and she could tell me any day they tried and are going to see what happens when I know that isn't something she is hoping for. I'm not sure what to tell her besides to just wait it out until she's able to break up with him and live on her own, 
which she has talked about just doing. Is there anything else she can do or anything else I could tell her? Well, staying with the fella in the relationship they are in is a setup for destruction. Yes. I mean, that is a, that, that is an accident just waiting to happen. So far as moving on her own, she can't afford it, but she certainly possibly can afford to get any kind of job that she, if she has a job or go get a job and get a roommate and live modestly and, and share, share an apartment. Yeah. And I would say that would be if, if she doesn't wish to leave the area, she can pull that one off. She needs to make sure it's her priority to realize that she is staying with this fella for the wrong reasons, not only because it's using him, but it's, it's ruining her ability to go on with her life and live a life and possibly meet the right person. Yeah. So no matter what it is, she has to make the choice, not if she's going to get out, it's where she going because she's getting out now. Yeah. So make the, the immediate plan to be honest with him saying, look, you know, it's, it's evident that you're not attracted to me anymore. We're not going to be a relationship. We are going to move on. I need four weeks to, to move out. So let's not sleep together for four weeks. Let's just be roommates. You know, we, we obviously care for one another because we've been together. We don't have to be a hostile ending, but we can be a friendly ending. Yeah. It's just, we don't make it as a couple. And it's time we do this now. You're, you know, it's, if she's 32. Who knows how old he is? This is the time you need to make this move or you are going to be trapped. Yeah. And that's the last thing you want to be. You want to move on as fast as you can, as clean as you can. And if it's going to be in that town because you love his family, or it's going to be in, in a town where you have friends. Yeah. And go get a roommate. Well, and the, you know, we can go through any of these points, but really when I read the family one, if they're upset with you because he fell out of love with you and you're going to make a choice that betters your life and your mental health. I can be mad at you. That's a weird thing to be upset over. And plus there, there could be details. We don't know if she's really close with a certain member, if it's just, she's close with the family because of her relationship with him, you know, you don't know, but Certainly, if you wish to keep a relationship going with them, fair game. But you know, I think that once you distance and you're trying to move on with your life, I don't know if you will want that forever. I'm not sure. Um, but I think we see this a lot where there's people stuck in relationships that aren't really relationships mm -hmm. anymore. Uh, and then we get a bunch of excuses of why we cannot move out of that relationship. It's fear. And a lot of times I love what you say. I love what you said on this one too, but um, one of my favorite points you make is that you'll figure it out. The best thing to do right now is to get out. We know that. That's the decision. And all these other things that you're worried about, you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And whatever it takes, I mean, I don't think you have to move home. And I, and I guarantee you're going to get a lot of writers are going to come in and say, you know, you know, girl, you can do this. Yeah. You know, you can certainly get a roommate or you, this is how I did it. This is where I did. We're going to get a lot of this experience from these people that are going to reach out and help. So definitely read the comments on this one. Yeah. And I, I don't know your position with her, but I would certainly suggest to not have kids. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I wouldn't add that to the equation right now because that'll add a number five mm -hmm. that says, well, we have a kid together. And we don't need to add to the list of reasons that we can't leave. We need to add to why we are leaving. And I would definitely reinforce the fact that if her, if her family and you guys are close, you could still be close. Look, I have relationships with most, most of the, the, the past relationships I've had that didn't work out. We knew we weren't right for one another. Yeah. That everyone said, look, you know, as people we like, we, we like him or I like them as, as people. And why can't we continue to be, have friendships and our network? You certainly can do that. It's just, that's where maturity comes in and honesty comes in. It, 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 it opens that door for a lack of, of anger. People find out you can't be friends afterwards because you're angry. Right. And the anger prevents it. If you're not angry, then you'll be fine. That's true. And 
I mean, it also sounds like someone that could benefit from getting out of this relationship and getting out there, uh, whether it's a career change, a city change, uh, finding some more friends. It just feels like we need a little, a little boost. Yeah, and and you guys may break up, go your separate ways, and in five months from now you'll say, you know something, I really appreciated that about about him, or he'll turn around and say, I really appreciated this about her, and maybe we should, you know go out and talk about it, about hanging out a little bit and see what happens. It's never a, the, a, a nail in the box, so to say, if you do it with responsibility. Yeah. So take the first step of being responsible, at least seeing how you guys get along, break up, go your separate ways for right now. And then it might be permanent. You may find out something later that we, no one expected. We just never know. That's true. We know it's not working the way it is. That we do know. Yes. Something's got to change. Yeah. There's a song like that, I think. Is there? I think so, but I'm not going to look for it. I feel like there's a lot of songs like that. <laughs> Num- well, you would know because you create these things. Number That's true. Th- number three. One of this week's partners is HelloFresh. New Year's here, and that can mean a lot of stress about those New Year's resolutions. But here's an easy one you can stick to. With HelloFresh, you can save money, eat better, and stress less. Because with HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered straight to your doorstep so you can skip those annoying trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Dad is the biggest HelloFresh plugger there is. I'm not going to warn him. I'm going to call him into the room right now, and I'm going to let him tell you a couple words about HelloFresh and why he loves it so much. What are your thoughts on HelloFresh? I love HelloFresh. We have not, we've been traveling. We don't have any here. We need some. Guess who sent some home to Minnesota so there would be some there. Oh, that's where they went? Me. (laughs) Did you cook them? Yeah, Justin did. What'd you think? Amazing. We had a really good chicken and quinoa zucchini one. It's just super flavorful. Loved it. That's exactly what I think. I look forward to them. I'm pissed that you took them for me. <laughs> to all of you, I, I love HelloFresh. I'm a believer and I can't wait to get some more home. Let's order some. So if you're ready to try it for yourself, go to HelloFresh.com slash FKS free and use code FKS free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash FKS free with code FKS free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Number three. Dear Jerry, Morgan, Justin, and of course, Holly. Such a shame for her to skip this one. She's got to be at the shows. I just want to start by saying that I've found your input and advice to be such a gift since you started coming on Two Hot Takes, and I'm so happy you have a platform that you can spread the love with. I love it too. On to the issue. Yes, ma'am. I, 32 female, have been dealing with my partner, 35 male, for a little over six years. We started talking online and began meeting in person shortly after. We would go out every three or four days when we first met and really hit it off. It's been quite the six years, from him having to move out of his childhood home, into his aunt's house, and then his mom's, to losing his dad in 2020, it's been quite the adventure. We do not live together. I live with my parents and was previously restricted by my job of where I could live. In addition, I was only five minutes from my job where he lives an hour away. In July, I finally started a new job in my field and work about halfway between my parents' house and his place, well, his mom's place. Recently, we've been having issues where he feels like I don't give him enough time and attention. While he does live at his mom's, she mostly stays with a friend. So he lives basically alone most of the time. We have always spent weekends together for the last six years. And while I would love to have more time, I want to do it in our place where we don't have to feel like I'm moving from my parents' house to his mom's place. He has mentioned that he wants me to come down more, but I'm trying to juggle working, spending time with family, working out, and just figuring out my next steps. And right now, the holidays. He hesitates to come up to my house because he has dog allergies and I have two dogs. It also works out that we get to be alone when I go to his mom's place. I am admittedly a type A and feel the need to plan. Also, I can be quite the creature of habit. He, on the other hand, can just go with the flow and is open to doing things on the fly. 
For work, he has decided to focus on his YouTube channel as his career, but that's not always easy. He can sometimes find it hard to stay motivated, and he feels lonely because he basically lives alone Monday through Friday. I go there Friday after work and now leave Monday morning. He doesn't want to get just any job in fear he will be miserable and stuck there long term. In the meantime, he has applied to different positions, but he really isn't working and his loneliness is getting to him. He also can sometimes have a cynical attitude. He always pictures the worst case scenario and thinks things won't work out. He is in therapy and I felt like that was helping until recently. Sometimes he gets upset about something and waits until it bubbles over. Then I get this very emotionally charged message just laying into me in all the ways that I upset him. He always brings up past incidents where he feels I have prioritized others over him. He's called and I've answered the phone and mentioned that I was in the middle of watching a show with my mom. In retrospect, I guess I should either commit to the call or let it go to voicemail but he continues to bring it up and has recently accused me of using him as an Airbnb on the weekends. He has a few friends, but they either live far or have grown apart. I've suggested that he join some sort of team or group, but he hasn't. I keep thinking about what Morgan says on her show, what would you do if I died? I feel so much pressure to make him happy, but I also feel like I'm failing at it. Thank you so much for reading. You're truly changing the world one story at a time. Thank you for the appreciation and the note. But uh, I'm in the middle of that. I was processing everything that you just yes. gave. And I, the first thing that came into my head, and again, I am just a DAD degree. Yes. What is a DAD degree? Uh, dad. That's it. Uh, I am not educated in psychology. I have certainly been around a lot of people in my life and experienced a lot of personality disorders. This guy, to me, sounds like he's going through depression. Mm -hmm. And it is impossible for you to carry the weight of what he is throwing on you. And you are not the person that drives to make him happy. He must find the happiness and the calm within himself. Yeah. And the fact that he's isolating himself and not getting all the social interaction is actually proving to be not a good thing for him. Yes. And it's a conversation for you to have with him because if he's looking for you to be the person to make him happy, you're going to be drained. Yep. You can't possibly support it emotionally, you know, for a week. Sure. For a month possibility for six months. Okay. You're making do you're going on for years. Yeah. And it take a lot. It's hard enough to, you know, to support yourself fully. Yeah. And you're trying to do that job. You're getting yourself rejuvenated by, you know, going to the health club. You're spending time with your family. You're doing other interactions. So, you know, where he's draining you, you're looking for that to, to replenish you. Yeah. You're not replenished by him. So the relationship is in peril. It's in a, it's in a problem. Mm-hmm. And you both need to recognize it. And it's, again, this is just an opinion. I mean, I, you know, you're going to have to go process some of this on your own and see if it makes sense. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of write-ins and comments on this one too. Um, But definitely, you know, the fact that he's going to counseling, maybe you guys should, you know, take one, if he's going once a week, I don't know if he's going once a month which I don't think yeah. is enough. Right. Um, but I would take once a week to go, you know, once a month to go with him to say, this is kind of what we're living with. And you need to make that decision after that. Is this the relationship that you really want? Yeah. Right. Because you got to think long-term. I mean, you're a planner. Think long-term. Is this what I need, you know, six years down the road? He's got to be healthy. He needs to be healthy. You need to have, I mean, if you're going to have kids, they have to have a healthy father as well as a healthy mother. Yeah. So I would start looking at, at these different thoughts and see what, what, you know, what I just said, how it hits home, hits home to you. Yeah. Two, two sentences in this really stick out to me. 
One, recently we've been having issues where he feels like I don't give him enough time and attention. Number two, I feel so much pressure to make him happy, but I also feel like I'm failing at it. Neither of these, to me, based on what you've laid out here, feel like you've created this big problem and that also these are your duties. Um, him feeling that you don't have enough time and attention. I'm curious if you think like you could improve that or if he's wanting a level that just isn't possible for you and your life, which does lead, I feel so much pressure to make him happy, but I'm feeling at it. You know, if this is depression or, or whatever is mm -hmm. happening for him, we're getting into a territory of unhealthy dependency mm -hmm. where someone who feels like they don't have much and is that lonely will latch on and try to have put that weight on someone to be the one that's always available to them and can help them not be lonely all the time. But for you, if it's crossed into that unhealthy territory, you, like you said, it's it will be unsustainable Mm -hmm. And that will start to take you down and you'll go down with him. How old are they again? They're like 32? 32 female, 35 male. 35? Living in his parents' house, his mom's house? I think that there's some changes. I mean, he's got to be, he's not driving himself. There's mm -hmm. a problem. There, there are flags here. Big flags. Yeah. So, you know, it's time that we get our acting gear and we... On both parts. Yeah, that's true. So think about that for a little bit and process it. Yeah, I just think if it gets that, I mean, you just can't be the savior. It, it's got to be him, hopefully, hopefully through therapy can, you know, re-energize and get re-motivated and, and pull out of that so that he can find his own friends and he can have his own people because it's so important relationships to each have your lives. And then when you're together and you bring those lives together, it just enhances everything. That's correct. It's not, you know, one being dependent on the other for their, their happiness and their well being. It's no, we'd both be able to live our lives and be happy on our own. We would, but life is so much better together. So we're choosing to do it together mm -hmm. instead of this, power imbalance or this this dependency that that really can i mean it's like you say it's on a path to destruction mm -hmm. i mean when you have a friend and your friends i mean you guys like to hang out together you have fun together you enjoy each other there's not all this weight and burden it's all about having fun yeah and i'm not saying that life is always like that but there's certainly a combination of the two yeah and you should be enjoying each other when you get together that we, we are having fun. We can't wait to be together yeah. because we really do enjoy it. And that, that is my best friend that I want to go share experiences with and grow with. Is there growing going on here? doesn't seem like it to me. No. I'm not hearing it. Right. When I love how Morgan says, that, you know, there's seasons in life where one partner in a couple is going to need a lot more from the other. And that, mm -hmm. that flips and ebbs and flows mm -hmm. and changes throughout life. But it's when it starts tipping the scale so far for so long. The sugar pile, buddy. Right. That then there starts to be a problem. Let's go back to the sugar pile. If you guys are new to the game and don't know what the sugar pile is, sugar piles between relationships, both of you have to give each other sugar. Yeah. And if one is just taking the sugar and the other one is have consistently have to go find more sugar to give, give out and there's no sugar coming back and forth. The piles get imbalanced. Yeah. And next thing you know, you have a capsized ship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he has been through a lot. He has. Mm -hmm. But it's also not your responsibility to help him, you know, help him heal from all that. You can be there to, to as he's healing, but he also has to be truly making progress in the healing. Yeah. And, and doing things, you know, put, locking himself in this house and not bringing anybody else in to go interaction is not being positive. There's no sun rays. There's no, there's no vitamins coming in. Yeah, that's true. So you got to kind of look at all this and 
you might have to force the issue that we got to get out yeah and start having some fun and and let him deal with the grief if if he's, if he's not getting going to counseling he's not doing this or they're not making progress my question is why what's happening here yeah things to consider that was a uh, what par was that one uh, i think it was a probably a 4 it was a 4 yeah how did we do I think we birdied it. Okay, we birdied it. <laughs> uh, we're rolling on to number, uh, we're going to tee off on number four now. Hole four? Teeing off on four. Okay. Let's go. It's a golf round now. It's a golf round. Bring it's a barbe- out, bring, Patreon's a barbecue. Bring out the, bring, caddy, bring me the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> so the episodes are golf. Uh, a golf round. Well, this one's golf. Okay, and then the Patreon. I have no, I have no idea. Patreons in the bar, the backyard barbecue. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. This is kind of rolled out that way. Could be a tennis match next. It could be you know oh. zero love. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my twenty-seven parents, mom fifty, dad forty-eight, are finally getting divorced after twenty-seven years of marriage. You do the math on that one. And originally, I was excited. I don't mean to sound horrible, but my parents needed to break up years ago. Not that they ever fought in front of us or anything, but they were a toxic match. They hate each other. And as they entered the marriage as broke college students, everything they have is marital property. They told us last December that they were divorcing, but didn't separate until May and in their state must be legally separated for one year before they can even file for divorce. There are millions of dollars on the line and both parents want to make the other hurt and don't care who gets dragged down. I honestly don't care how they split up their money as I was never going to see any of it anyway, but I do care about my siblings. I'm the oldest, then there's Mary, 23, Jake, 20, and Rose, 17. Minor still. My dad has convinced my brother that my mom is horrible and Jake is just excited to finally be accepted by my dad so he's cut my mom out of his life. Mary is staying completely out of it. She was shocked and just doesn't want to deal with it. I don't blame her. I'm trying to push them both towards therapy. And those two I am concerned about, but it is Rose whose behavior is scaring me the most. She's the youngest and the only one still living at home. In the beginning, both of my parents were complaining to her about the other. As soon as she told me, I contacted both of my parents separately and told them that that was completely unacceptable and inappropriate behavior. Over this last year, my husband, 30, and I have taken Rose under our wing and even tried to convince my parents to allow her to live with us for her senior year or even until things settle down a bit but we have been denied as it would make them look like bad parents. She comes to our house every weekend with friends. We live at the beach only three hours away and through talking to her have learned that she's exhibiting very risky behaviors, excessive drinking, drug use, unsafe sex, going to college parties, etc. that have left us warning her and offering our advice, but there is really little else we could do for her. I can't tell my parents because I know for a fact they would handle it improperly. We FaceTime and talk every day, and we have truly started acting as her parents. This is taking a serious toll on my mental health. I have a six-year-old son, and I struggle with depression and anxiety due to a traumatic brain injury when I was 16. Basically, I need help staying afloat this year and advice on how to navigate being a guide for my youngest sister. And if you think my parents will ever be able to be a part of our lives in a healthy way, or if we should just cut them out. I hate feeling like my parents' therapist, but I'll put up with everything until Rose decides to stop living with them. There's so much more, but I'm tired of even thinking about it all. Well, having the conversation with, you know, Rose is 17, so she can certainly get a divorce from her family, from her her parents. She can actually walk away on her own. And she can come live with you on her own. She doesn't need her parents' permission. Yeah. I don't believe that. I don't believe she does. Again, we don't know what state she lives. We don't true, know state true. laws. But, you know, I think the most important thing that anyone can do is get your parents to go to counseling. And you can go to and tell them what's going on. Because they really do need to decide 
you know, how they want to handle their anger. Look, these people, you, you point blank said they are angry at one another. People get angry because they feel the other person disrespected them and hurt them. We don't know if there are affairs going on. We don't know if there is, a, you know, what kind of mental abuse was, was going on with, with, with this whole thing. Yeah. It's bad. It's, it, it's toxic. And you, these are your words. So using those words, we have to get them to a part where they can not want to kill each other, but they can say, look, we respect that we were, a, it was a bad match. We got some kids out of it that are great. They're going to be a part of our life, you know, for the rest of our lives. They are our lives. Yeah. And let's see what we can do responsibly because you have to live and I have to live. And so let's figure it out. Yeah. They hate each other. It's, it's, it's bring the other one down and make their life miserable. I want nothing to do with you. I want to see you burn in hell. That's, that's what we're getting here. That's the toxicity. Well, and they're putting the kids in the middle of that battle. And that's the, and there, there lies the rub. And sometimes social services will come in and realizing this environment and say, look, you both, you know, we got to do something about it. You, the, the eldest sister has the right idea. Well, good on her for, for stepping up and doing this. Right. And, and also the, the, the little sister has to go for counseling because she's, she's, she's just acting out because there's no guidance. There's so much anger going on. She's just running and hiding from it and she'll go anywhere to hide from it. Yeah. Which is going to cause problems for her life. So, you know, getting, getting her on your team to realize that we have to do what's best for you and maybe getting emancipated yeah, and being able to come to live with you until that she feels that she can go away to school or she wants to do something different or get a job. But for, for your own health, this might be the best thing. And there are other answers for this, for, for the baby sister. Yeah. And they have to find that answer. And I'm sure people that are out there, and this is why this show is great with the way you found your theme is let some other people give us some ideas because this doesn't go into my realm. Yeah. This is stuff that I have seen and I have ideas about, but I don't have personal experience with at least this one. Yeah. Well, let's add the ideal outcome and then a, just okay. a little uh, additional info here. Okay. Ideal outcome is my parents eventually get over themselves, not holding my breath. Mary, Jake, and Rose deal with the situation head on and make it out okay. Rose continues to trust my husband and I and untangles herself from the mess that is my parents. And that I figure out how to let go and not feel so much guilt over things I cannot control. Mm -hmm. Which I think you're doing all the right things. And the more you realize that you don't have control over certain things and what people do and how they act. Your life will be easier. <laughs> it does. It does help. And it just makes you disappointed for those people. Mm -hmm. um, additional info. Growing up, Mary was the golden child followed closely by Rose, while Jake and I were the proverbial punching bags, repeatedly called stupid and lazy. We're also the two with the worst ADHD and dyslexia. Also, I'm hosting Christmas this year, and our parents aren't invited. I set it up so it would be as stress-free as possible for my siblings. My mom understands, but my dad has refused to send gifts for my siblings or son which doesn't really matter, but is just a childish way for him to throw a fit. Mm -hmm. And I fear my dad will show up anyway. Well, we'll know the answer when she does a, a, a write-in. That is true. But I mean, she's showing time and time again, she's doing the right things. She's setting the right boundaries. She is really looking out for her siblings mm -hmm. just to try and get through this mess and not have the kids forever affected, affected by, it. by this battle between their parents. Yeah. So I, I really think you're doing a lot of the right stuff. And in, as exhausting as it must be, it's gotta, it's gotta it, settle at it, some point. It would yeah. Be, it would really be great if she could have a horse, a horse. Yeah. A horse and some like a city slicker, you know, the, the, the rope. Yeah. And lasso, lasso, yeah, and lasso each parent, and pull them in somewhere together, and make and put them on a po put them on a pole, and let them talk to each other. On the <laughs> pole. 
where where they're where they're where they're not released from the poll until they can actually talk civilly to one another. <laughs> I mean, that would be nice. I mean, I I hate to have a graphic that 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 <laughs> is a little hostile, but <laughs> apparently you got to get these people really to to come to the table and try to get along to, long enough to realize that yes, we don't belong together. We all recognize that, but we have these innocent children that. It's not their fault that we conceived them. Yeah. And it's our job to, 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 to now be adults. Well, and as far as being a guide for your youngest sister, mm-hmm. as much as you already are, I think the more you can help them, all of your siblings, but especially her, understand the situation mm-hmm. just plainly, here's what's happening. And I'm sure they know, but I'm just saying uh, to, to have them be the most protected I think is also to have them be in the know to some extent. I, I mean, I don't know how much they already know, but I think a lot of times kids are affected by divorce a lot when they're so blind to it. And it's like, I don't know why all this is happening and mom and dad. And like, you know, it feels like your whole world well, is app- falling app- apart. Apparently this has been going on for quite a while. So. so I hope that they have some grasp on it, but I think you being as much of a, a guide as you already are, I don't know if you need help with how to navigate that, but with staying afloat and dealing with all of it. She's done amazing. I think you have, and I think you just got to keep going. Well, keep reaching. Deep. It's hard to say. You so, just got to keep going, so, doing so, what you're doing. Some, but. Sometimes we have found out in life that the palm tree gets, you know, keeps of nature, God, whatever, keeps pulling us back further and trying to break our backs. But we find out that if, when we feel we're, we have no more resiliency to get through it yeah that we find more yeah so give yourself some credit you're doing great and uh bless you yeah truly, and I, truly bless you and i wish you a great 2024 and getting these getting these these children that are you called your parents online look these people have been very successful there's there's some things they they have figured out in life is yeah. how to build how to build an empire they they have done it apparently yeah. So get them to, rather than destroy each other, to continue to build and be prosperous, but just not together. So yeah. get rid of the time. Pull, pull the uh, the bad chemical out, out of the equation. Yeah. I think you're doing great. Anyways, if anyone have have their write-ins and their comments and to help this woman out, please write in and let's see what they have to say. Yeah. Let's go to, uh, we're going to, we finished that. I think we did that one in like, you know, that was a par five. Oh, par five. That was a par five. Did we get, par, we make <laughs> we, par? We made par. So now let's uh, w- just get in our cart. Okay. And we're going to drive to hole number or T number six. Well, this is story number five. Well, let's not go to six. Let's go to five. <laughs> that was four? Yeah. Wow. Well, look, at, look how fast it goes by. We're having fun. <laughs> All right. We're on T5. Let's go. Hi, Jerry. Morgan, Justin, and Holly. She's at mom's. I'm coming to you with a very stressful issue. I miss her, by the way. She was she was here the other, till the other day, right before you guys got home. Oh, I heard she left a present for you in your room. She no, in the hall. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how I missed it, but she did leave a present. <laughs> All right, I'm coming to you with a very stressful issue. My 22 female, mom 45 female has three kids total, just my two little brothers, 20 male, 17 male, and I. Okay. To preface, our parents were married for 20 years and have been divorced for two years. Since the divorce, my mom has constantly brought up the idea of moving to another state because she feels stuck here in California. At the beginning of the year, she started saying she was going to move to Texas and live with family out there after my youngest brother turns 18 and graduates high school. Halfway through the year, after she had told her friends about her plans, her friends confronted her and mentioned that her youngest is probably still going to need help because he'll only be 18. My dad decided to remarry and focus on his new relationship, so we aren't close to him and his wife doesn't like us. Plus, the apartment I rent with my boyfriend and other brother is pretty small, so my younger brother won't really have a place to go. After being told this, my mom told me she was considering pushing back her plans another year or so, 
so that my brother can get situated out here on his own. Well, more recently, she was talking about her move to Texas and mentioned how she has to start looking at places there and start looking at packing soon. I questioned her on her timeline, and she now claims that she never mentioned pushing back her move and that she has to get out of California because it's too much and she wants something new. So now basically my youngest brother has to figure out where he's going to want to live after graduation because I believe she said she's leaving less than a week after he graduates. Obviously, I won't allow my brother to go homeless, so he will be moving in with me if he can't find a place. My stress comes from having to essentially step up and be a parent at 22 just because my parents have decided that they don't want to do it anymore. I genuinely don't know if this is selfish to say, but I'm terrified of having to take care of my siblings alone for who knows how many years. I don't know how to deal with the thought of never getting out of the parental role for my siblings. So I just have a, a question for for her, but she's not on the line. We're not live, so you can think about this and and you know you got to ask your brother first of all what he wants to do. He's going to be eighteen. Is that correct? Yes. So at eighteen, he can make his decision where he wants to live. He wants to get a roommate. If he's going to get a job, he's going to go to college, and he also has an option to say, gee, do you want to go talk to mom and see about moving to Texas with mom? True. Mom mom wants to run away from being a parent. Well, you know, sometimes you can't pull that off. That's true. <laughs> sometimes we get our kids till, till, you know, till they're 30. And some people have, wait, movie failure to launch. <laughs> he was like 40. <laughs> you know, it just, I'm not saying that it's right, but you have to also recognize that she is a mom and she bore these kids and the responsibility of it. And you have to say, mom, I get that you got to change your lifestyle, but you have a son who's 18. He's going to go to, he wants to go to college. He's, he's staying with you and he's going to go to college in Texas. Potentially. Yeah. It's an, it, it might be a, an option. You have to look at all the options. Let's see if anything's in this additional info. Okay. That can help us. Growing up, my parents always told me to set the example for my younger siblings and to always be there for them, so I naturally always fall into the parent position when I'm with them. Him moving in with my dad is not an option at all because of the tense situation there, but that's another long story. My grandma has a house with multiple unused rooms, but my brother knows that there will be very strict rules living there. My 20-year-old brother doesn't mind sharing his room with our littlest brother, but our littlest brother doesn't want to share a room. My 20-year-old brother helps with a third of the rent and utilities and buys his own food, but my boyfriend and I pay for everything else that an apartment needs to function. Oh, and the reason I can't bring my feelings to my mom about this is because she will probably make me feel bad for holding her back from her freedom. That is a crock of shit. Yes. They have, they have groomed you from the very beginning to be the parent where they can run away. That is bullshit. Get this. She always talks about how she wants to have her freedom back. And I guess moving away as soon as her youngest turns 18 will help her achieve whatever freedom she's looking for. I just don't want to spend my time trying to tell her that she still has to be a mom and that my brother still needs her. I would like to spare myself from the very possible guilt trip that would come from a conversation with her about this. You know, your brother's 18. He's going to have to be able to communicate with his mom. And because they made you be this person, you don't have to sign on for the job. Yeah. I mean, this might be just tough love where she's, you say, mom, I got my own life. I got my own kid. I got this going on. Sorry. You're still a mom. And I'm glad you want to go put a bikini on and go hang out, hang out at the beach and, uh, down in Galveston, but uh, <laughs> you know, right now uh, you're going to go. You know he's got to go with you. He need he needs obviously still to be finished with his his growth pattern. Which means if he's going to go to college, I mean, if college isn't part of his plan and it's going to work, then he he goes to work and he'll have to go get and she and if she's not a part of the solution, then he's got to get a roommate. Yeah. He wants his own room. He doesn't want to share a room. He's got, he is laying down conditions. 
He doesn't have that ability for conditions. That is true. Yeah. He's got to make do with what he's going to get. This is the reality of life. Yeah. So my answer is, is if you can't really do it or he's not willing to go come in with all the, with, with all the grace that you're offering, then too bad for him. He gets to go either get a roommate or go move with mom. Yeah. Well, and I, I know the amount of pressure a writer's putting on themselves mm -hmm. to need to take over full parenting. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you need to take all of that on as much as you think you do. Well, they groomed her for that. I think that your siblings are going to be, I mean, it sounds like the other siblings are doing like you and your, your older, younger, but older of the two brothers mm -hmm. are doing all right. And so it's just with, with Mr. 17 year old here trying to figure out how this is going to shake out. Grandma might be the greatest plan for him. It's strict rules, but it's a place to live. Grant. Grandma sounds like a good deal to me. These are good options. So I look forward to hearing what really comes up. But the bottom line is you are not obligated to do anything other than what, what comes easy for you at this point. Yeah. You got your hands full. And anyone that comes in and says, I don't want to share a room with, with Bobby. You're going to grandma's. <laughs> you're going to your mom or you're getting a roommate. Yeah. You know, this, these are your options. Well, and something's sticking out to me from the ideal outcome. Tell me. The last sentence, I'm so scared of disappointing my mom, but I'm more scared of not being enough for my siblings. And the reality is your mom is disappointing you yeah. and all of you. You there's, there's no chance of you disappointing your mom. And if she says that or takes it that way, that's just, I don't know. That's 100% on her. It has really nothing to do with you. You've been there more than any child would ever need to be already. And I wouldn't be worried about disappointing your mom at not, this point. Not in the least. I think really what you're trying to do is not to disappoint your siblings. And I think you're doing a great job at it. But, and, and also in here, I feel like I'm going to drown with the pressure of having to be there to help my siblings with everything. And you don't want to help everyone before you get your own mask on first. I was thinking the same thing. And so, I know, I probably took it from you. Take care of yourself and your mental health and make sure you're whole and then extend what you have left to your siblings. Yeah, I mean, you have to still just worry and function with your own relationship and your own life. This is not your burden at all. And it's nice that you want to step up to the plate, but your parents are... It, it's not critical enough that you have to step up to this plate. Yeah. Your parents need to still be parents and you have a grandmother that's willing to, you know, have her grandson come in and be a part of her life, which will make be, be good for her. And yeah. So I would be certainly looking at the other, the other options, not you. And you're not, you don't need to be that option right now. Right. And if he, if your youngest sibling is mad about living with grandma or sharing a room at your place, that's also not on you. That that needs to be That's directed. Well, it's really, it's on his mom. Well, no, it's on him. But he shouldn't have any resentment towards her. Mm -hmm. Any resentment was his mom left him in this situation. Right. It's him not growing up. Sorry, he's 18. He, he has to be appreciative of what people want to bring to him and offer him. He's not. That's immaturity. Oh, well. Yeah. Can't wait to read the other write-ins. The comments. Comments on this one. Got to bring comments. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, that was, that was supposed to be, we went over. It was a par three and we went, we, you, it, it took, a, it took no. us, it took us six. No. <laughs> yeah. We that were, means we did a bad job. We were on that thing for a while. <laughs> well, guys, this is it for the uh, show number 102. Yes. We have a Patreon after this. Yes. So we invite you to uh, come to Patreon. Come to our backyard. Come to our backyard. We're the barbecue. Gonna, we're having a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and we look forward to you there. And uh, I know when you join Patreon, we also offer the once a, once a month we do group session. So we hope to see you there. So come on in the backyard. Let's go check it out. Yeah. Bye for this week.
and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. 